This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today I get to do one of the things I love the best. I get to have a repeat guest on. I love it when my guests are so knowledgeable and so helpful and so friendly and so gracious as to come on multiple times to share their wit and wisdom with our listeners and with our viewers. So please join me in welcoming Neil Schaefer to our program again. Welcome back, Neil. Thank you, Deb. It's an honor to be here uh, yet again. (laughs) I know. So much fun. I always love it when I get to talk with you because you really are such a wealth of knowledge. And and I love that. And today we're going to be talking about something that is top of mind for a lot of people. For a lot of people, it's like, oh my gosh, I have no idea what it means. I have no idea if as a business I should do it. Um, And that's the concept of influencer marketing. But before we jump in, let me tell people just a little bit about you. So Neil Schaefer is a leading authority on helping businesses through their digital transformation of sales and marketing through consulting, training and development, and execution of social media marketing strategies, influencer marketing, and social selling initiatives. President of the digital marketing agency, PDCA Social, Neil also teaches digital media to executives at Rutgers University, the Irish Management Institute in Ireland, and oh gosh, there's no way I can say this, the University of somewhere, Yavanskala in Finland. Neil is fluent in Japanese and Mandarin Chinese, and he is a popular keynote speaker who has been invited to speak about digital media on four continents and in more than a dozen countries. He is also the author of four books on social media, including Maximize Your Social and the recently published The Age of Influence, the definitive data-driven playbook for influencer marketing that marketers have been waiting for. Neil resides in Irvine, California, but also frequently travels to Japan. Please check him out on Maximize Your Social Influence podcast for weekly inspiration. So again, Neil, welcome. Thank you, Dev. Well, first, 
I'm ready for this power hour. Bring I know. It it's the it's the power hour. Here we go. <laughs> I should change the logo to have the you know, have the have that in there. But there's lots of lawyers that have that, so I suppose you. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for the copy of your book. And so it is called The Age of Influence. The power of, let me get this right here, of influencers to elevate your brand. And I shared with you before we started, I did something with your book that I almost never do. I dog-eared some pages. Um, and that's because they were important things that I either wanted to talk about today or make sure I go back to. Um, so let's let's go back and, and kind of start at, I always, I like doing this with my guests. How is it that you started doing this and why did you decide that this is your passion in life? Well, you know, it's funny uh, that our careers take so many different paths in life, right? And I am one that was on a very, very consistent path ever mm -hmm. since I graduated from university. Mm -hmm. That uh, I had a few things changed in my life. Number one, I, I actually started my career in Japan and mm -hmm. in Asia. Mm -hmm. So moving back to the United States, having a baby girl mm -hmm. uh, and wanting to raise her in the United States. Mm -hmm. And uh, realizing that I was in an industry that was very, very niche. Okay. And I thought there's more opportunities in being a, in a bigger industry. Mm -hmm. So imagine all that. And I find myself in the job market in the United States for the first time, you know, more than a decade through my career, mm -hmm. where my network was not in the United States. The network mm -hmm. that I built was mm -hmm. in Asia. Mm -hmm. So this is 2008. Mm -hmm. And that's where I got very heavily into LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So, and I know that you just recently did a series of, uh, of interviews on LinkedIn. So I actually started blogging about LinkedIn back in 2008, mm -hmm. wrote my first book, which was about LinkedIn and mm -hmm. really the power and value of online networking mm -hmm. right. and really using LinkedIn as if you, you use Twitter today of, of, you know, following and connecting mm -hmm. with people you don't really know personally, but you think there might be some interest in, in networking or, or mm -hmm. what have you. So, mm -hmm. so I, I did that back in 2009 and, you know, I did it the other way around you know, I wrote the book and then with the book, I had opportunities to speak. Mm -hmm. And as I spoke and my message got out there, there were a lot of companies, big and small that reached out to me saying, Neil, we, we want your help with this. So mm -hmm. that's where I launched a, a consulting company that focused on, you know, digital and, and mm -hmm. social media marketing back in January, 2010. So mm -hmm. we're already in our second decade, mm -hmm. but I know that if you're a small business owner, if you're an entrepreneur, if you don't have a lot of time to invest in this, you just don't know. Right. right. So there's always people that need to learn this. And that's why uh, I find, you know, a decade later, I, some companies I work with are more advanced and some are just getting started and don't know where to get, don't know where to begin. Right, um, right. So I, I realized, you know, my father uh, was an elementary school teacher. Mm -hmm. So probably, and he was also an entrepreneur, ended up launching his own publishing business uh, wow. later in life. So mm -hmm. I find that this sort of educator and entrepreneurial mm -hmm. bug is mm -hmm. something that I have as well. And when I look back at my past corporate history, I was always, you know, I was sort of in charge, like a country manager or a regional VP of sales for Asia. I was always sort of like the entrepreneur within the company, the mm -hmm. CEO within a company. Mm -hmm. So I think that that really, uh, what I do now really taps into that. I'm just, mm -hmm. I'm just passionate about helping people. You know, we, mm -hmm. we all have a lot of knowledge in IP and it, mm -hmm. if, if we were to leave this earth, that all goes to waste. So mm -hmm. I, that's my legacy is just helping, you know, contributing to society mm -hmm. and helping as many people and businesses as possible. Right. And having fun doing it. I mean, you know, that's that's the cool part about all of this. Indeed. You know, and as as I mentioned, I've talked to you about you know several other times about uh, your books that you have written, and I love this one on an on influence marketing. And I promise it. it okay, disclaimer, folks. 
was not paid, you know, and it's great because we'll talk about that. Um, you know, now I did get a free copy of the book. You know, we're going to talk about that too. But, you know, I talk about it because I like it. Um, you know, and, and that'll be something that, that, you know, that we do discuss when we're talking about influencing. But to me, influence marketing is something that is just another marketing tool. But it, it's something that so many people need to consider because we all need to figure out how to get our messages out there, right? If you're selling a product or a service, you need people to hear what it is or they're not going to buy it um, or, or even, you know, tell their friends to, to buy it or whatever that is. And so, you know, influencer marketing, certainly nothing new. I mean, you talk in your book about, you know, it, back in the 1700s, people did things like this. And I'm sure even before then it was, you know, oh, buy this. Okay, oh, you know, <laughs> and you know, no, it, I'll kill you. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You know, they, they, you know, they toss you to the dinosaur, um, you know, and, and, but it, and, and then of course the big was Michael Jordan. You know, when, when Michael Jordan really started and, and we knew he was paid. I mean, you know, that was, that was just kind of that. But, but when Michael Jordan said, Hey, there's these sneakers and they've got my name on them. That was when influencer marketing really took off. Um, you know, and, and then we saw it. It's funny. I love that you point out in your book that then we really saw it in tobacco commercials, um, which I, I find that very interesting that we went sports and tobacco I don't know if this was like we thought we need to appeal to men, which silly people didn't understand women make the purchasing decisions. <laughs> but we also went, ooh, he's cute. <laughs> so, you know, influencer marketing isn't new. The Kardashians did not start it, contrary to popular belief. Um, but, you know, it, 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 because it's been around so long, People don't always understand what it is. So for you, what is influence? What is an influencer? And then what is influencer marketing? Yeah, great question, Deb. So those things you point out, you know, my first chapter of the book is we, we talk about, you know, the history of influencer marketing. Mm -hmm. So we did not call Michael Jordan an influencer, right? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, when Babe Ruth did a tobacco commercial mm -hmm. uh, or what have you, they were basically celebrities. Right. And we called those before we called it influence marketing celebrity endorsements. So right. mm -hmm. even today you'll see Shaquille O'Neal, mm -hmm. you know, trying to fit himself into a Buick to promote mm -hmm. it. Um, and it's, it's the same thing. You're, you're tapping right. in celebrities. So what's changed over time is that social media has allowed more and more people to become more and more influential. Right. Mm -hmm. So back in the day, there were three TV stations there was one national newspaper that, you know, there was like USA Today, and that was relatively new. Mm -hmm. we, we basically all like, we all watched the same TV, mm -hmm. heard the same radio, right. read the same, but today we are all over the place, right? Mm -hmm. And now you have a new generation, you can call them digital natives, mm -hmm. of millennials and especially Gen Z, mm -hmm. you know, their source of information is not even Google. I mean, right. it's YouTube and sometimes it's just Instagram mm -hmm. or sometimes it's just who they follow on TikTok. Mm -hmm. So the, the, you know, those places have become the TV stations of mm -hmm. past, right? right? So now you have a lot of people that have influence. Mm -hmm. And when you think about it, Deb, I, I, you know, when I talk to small business owners and you sort of hinted at it, how did you get big? How did your business blow up? They mm -hmm. always say word of mouth, right? Mm -hmm. Now, the promise, if you listen to a lot of marketers, social media is all about, you know, your content going viral and mm -hmm. you know, all the word of mouth that happens from social media, which is still possible, mm -hmm. but it's harder and harder to do for businesses because right. the social networks, you know, the Facebooks, they need to stay alive. They need to make money. They're going to make it on ads. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Right. They're not going to show your content because they want you to pay for the privilege. Mm -hmm. 
So now we get to the point where, well, we want to get the word out about our product and about our brand, but it's very hard to do organically through social. Mm -hmm. But who can get the word about uh, out about our product and social? Mm -hmm. It's people, right? Right. And this is where we get into, you know, something very, very important. When I talk about influencers, they are other people that have a community in social media that uh, that community is aligned with, you know, what your brand is about or what your mm -hmm. business is about. Mm -hmm. So uh, they could have a million followers. They could have a thousand followers, mm -hmm. right? Uh, the size doesn't matter, but the fact that they're on, they're online. I say this mm -hmm. because I do know my brother is a CEO of a company and he stays off social media period. Mm -hmm. So um, he might have influence offline. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because part of, you know, what I do, I do a lot of different things for businesses. One thing that I do is social selling training. Mm -hmm. So I work with uh, companies to train their salespeople on LinkedIn and, and, you know, even these days, Instagram and Facebook. So one of my clients, they, they're insurance sales. Mm -hmm. And the very first time before I started to train them, I was overhearing them talk in the class and they were mm -hmm. talking about centers of influence. Mm -hmm. I'm like, are you insurance salespeople already doing influence? Right. Market? Hmm. They were talking about, where do we get leads? We get them from our community. We get them from people right. in our community in a related industry that are trusted. Mm -hmm. So CPAs, you know, mm -hmm. bankers. Mm -hmm. um, financial investment managers, mm -hmm. whoever they are, those are influencers. Mm -hmm. Now that's offline influence, but you know mm -hmm. what? Some of these people may actually have online influence right. and that's what we're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. It's people that have online influence of a niche community mm -hmm. that is well, you know, there's an alignment where you can actually get into what is influencer marketing. Now mm -hmm. it is the ability to reach out and collaborate with them mm -hmm. for a mutual win-win. So a collaboration might be that they talk about your product. A mm -hmm. collaboration might be that you invite them on for a podcast or for a webinar, or you do a, an event together once we get mm -hmm. through the pandemic. It can mean a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. But the notion is that you're tapping into another social media user because of whatever influence, great or small, that they have. Mm -hmm. And through that, it's going to help your marketing either through you know creating great content, getting new leads from that content, or that person helping to amplify your message in social media. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I love that you talk about the fact that an influencer can have a thousand connections or millions um, because that's one of the things that I think so many people, you know, get confused about is, well, we have to go with, you know, the, the, you know, the, the YouTube person who has, you know, 5 million followers. Well, Maybe. I mean, you know, and, 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 you know, I, I mentioned at the start that it's a marketing tool. So we have to use it like a marketing tool. There's research that's involved. There's planning that's involved. All of these various things. It's not just, oh, I like that person. So let's have them do this. Um, you know, it really is about figuring out, do they talk to the people you are trying to sell to? Um, you know, and, and that's, that's what it comes down to. I mean, and if that's the person that has a thousand connections, then that's the person you need to go with. Exactly. Because if they can speak to a thousand connections or you work with someone that has a bigger community, but the interests are spread all over the place, mm -hmm. you're probably going to be more impactful with that, the smaller right. audience. There's mm -hmm. data that suggests that. But, you know, Deb, I like to give this example. And, you know, I just published this book March 17th, two mm -hmm. days before lockdown started here mm -hmm. in California. Um, but, you know, and everyone's like, well, what, you know, how do we measure this? Or what's the ROI? What's, mm -hmm. what's like the KPI here? And like, look, let me give you an example. So I publish a new book mm -hmm. and my publisher correctly says the most impactful thing to get more sales for your book is to get Amazon book reviews. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. because most people buy books from Amazon. Right. And within Amazon, book reviews are essential, not only in mm-hmm. showing up in more places in the algorithm, but also because I've already had people say, oh, Neil, I saw your reviews on Amazon. Great mm-hmm. job. It, people read reviews on Amazon, right? Right, right. So, and your publisher is a smart person. I got this with the book. Yes. <laughs> That's my publicist. God bless mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. Uh, next door to you in Florida. Yeah, yes, she's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, what I wanted to go with that is I could have paid someone $1,000 to post right. a picture on Instagram. Or, but you know what? There's already people that know me. There's mm-hmm. people that endorse the book, other right. authors that I can reach out to. There are people that have reviewed my previous books. Mm-hmm. There are people that pre-ordered them. There are people that already know. There are people on my email list. There are social media followers. Mm-hmm. There are people that already know, like, and trust me. Mm-hmm. I can go on Amazon and do a search for people that have reviewed similar books mm-hmm. and then see, wow, I'm actually connected with these people on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. I can reach out to them, right? Right. It's been saying, you know what? An MBA marketing professor at a top 50 MBA program in the United States is an influencer. Mm-hmm. Right. They can recommend the books, not only mm-hmm. to their students, but also to other professionals, mm-hmm. to other businesses that they work with. Mm-hmm. So you begin to see influence, digital influences everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's not just Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. And in the book, you know, as, as you continue to read it, Deb, I really talk about this, you know, everybody thinks of influencers as, you know, pay someone, mm-hmm. Instagram, YouTube, you know, we don't know if they're real followers or fake followers. Mm-hmm. We've never heard of them, but they have a lot of followers. They get a lot of engagement. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Start with the people around you that already right. know, like, and trust you, mm-hmm. but treat them as an influence. It's mm-hmm. a collaboration. What right. can you do for them? And as mm-hmm. a small business owner, as an entrepreneur, there's a lot of ways in mm-hmm. which you can help people. Mm-hmm. And we get back to one-on-one mm-hmm. networking, mm-hmm. one-on-one sales. And I right. believe that influencer marketing is, is closer to a sale. Mm-hmm find a win-win partnership mm-hmm. than to treating people like they're programmable ad units on Facebook, which they're not because they're people. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you mentioned working with the people who, who already know, like, and trust you. <clears throat> so you can offer them things. You know, you can, you can say, Hey, I'll give you a free copy of my book. <laughs> and now there was, you know, there's nothing that's tied to it because, you know, you don't want people f- to feel like they're forced to say yay or nay, um, you know, and, and certainly not to, to give a good or a bad review or, or, you know, post on Facebook, hey, I love this or, or whatever it is. But, you know, that, that's a way you can tell people, hey, I'll give you 20% off your next meal. You know, maybe you're a restaurant. You know, all of these various things. And, and it's about, as you said, reaching the people who already love you. Um, you know, and, and, and if they don't love you, well, maybe it's a good thing to reach out to them to find out, well, what's wrong, you know, (laughs) so that's a totally different thing, but, but yeah, it's, it's about going with those people, you know, already. And and Deb, it's a $20 book, but Mm -hmm. the reactions I get from some people, it's as if they won the lottery. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. It's amazing the little things that as business owners, you can do Mm -hmm. to help others. And I'll tell you, Yeah, you know, I know we haven't, we're not touching uh, upon the pandemic because this is evergreen advice, regardless right. of whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in this pandemic, I mean, people will remember those companies mm-hmm. that helped them, that did good things right. for them mm-hmm. more than you can think. Mm-hmm. So now is a great time right. to double down on relationships with, mm-hmm. with your customers and with those mm-hmm. that have influence. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's funny, you mentioned the pandemic. As we record this, we're right smack in the middle of it. Most places have shut down. We're not networking in person. Um, you know, we're, we're in many, you know, most places sheltering in place, not going to offices, all of those various things. And you're right. Now is the perfect time to be going through. And I mentioned the word research a little bit ago. 
figure out who your influencers are. Um, you know, and, and, and maybe it's the, the person who's the chair of the chamber of commerce. Maybe it is a celebrity, um, you know, all sorts of things. And, but, you know, reach out to them and figure out, you know, how can we be working with these people in, in a partnership? You know, and, and, and I think that's the key to influencers. And that's what always, you know, always hits me in my mind is when is it an influencer and when is it a paid spokesperson? Because influencers can be compensated. I mean, you know, there's, and, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that, but, you know, we, and I, and I think it's more, you know, if I see an ad, an ad, you know, for a Lincoln car on television, I know that Matthew McConaughey was paid to do that. He probably never drives a Lincoln except for those little bits where he's driving it there. But if I were to see somebody who, you know, were friends of friends on Facebook say, oh my God, I just got this great new car. It's a Lincoln. And I'm going to think, wow, I might need to check out a Lincoln. Um, You know, and and so now really is the time to be thinking about this, you know, because in many cases, Unfortunately, business is down, you know, and, and really it doesn't matter you know, what, what your industry is, all these various things. And so we need to ramp things back up. Um, this is a way to be ramping things up when we're still socially distanced. Um, you know, hello, there's, there's a computer. There's a heck of a lot of space between, there's really a lot of space between you and I. Um, you know, we're on different, different sides of the continent. You know, and, and so now is a great time to be thinking about who are these people that I can be reaching out to. And so I, I'm going I'm to skip way ahead in the book to, let's see, you called it the funnel. You know, this is, and so, you know, we've, we've researched, we, and we'll come back to this, folks, don't panic. Um, but, you know, we've, we found out who these influencers are. But this is not that you see, oh, Neil tweeted about me. So I'm going to go to Neil and say, hey, will you sell my product? No. <laughs> you know? A lot of companies do that. They make that mistake. Right. right. You know, and especially if they are offering a little bit of, now, that might work. I mean, that really might work. You know, and, and, but if you're wanting to develop a relationship, and that's the key, and you talk about the fact that this is a long-term relationship, this is a marriage, and this is not a one-night stand. See, I read your book. I do these things. Thank I you for these. that. <laughs> um, and, you know, and, and so it's, it is about a long-term relationship with somebody. So it's not about just offering them money you know, or offering them free product, free service. It is about building that relationship. You know, and, and, and now is, is a perfect time to be doing that because we're all stuck home. <laughs> I've noticed just the number of people on social media, <laughs> they don't have anything else to do, you know, or they don't have their boss looking over them going, what are you doing Facebook on your computer for? How come you got your phone out to Instagram? You know, they're, they're at home. <laughs> people have gotten really good at uh, networking and developing relationships virtually mm-hmm. because we've had right. to. Mm-hmm. So that, and, and you know what? People are lonely. Mm-hmm. People are looking for advice. It's just a great time to reach out right now. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, even if you're not an expert on this stuff, mm-hmm. just sharing information. I mean, I, you know, I go on the next door, which is mm-hmm. the social media for mm-hmm. local right. communities. Mm-hmm. And just someone that says, Hey, I was at Costco this morning at 10. Mm-hmm. They had Lysol, they had baby wipes. They had, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know oh. mm-hmm. exactly. Little mm-hmm. things that you can do to mm-hmm. keep in touch and mm-hmm. to show that you want to help. Right. And it is that wanting to help thing, Um, you know, and and that in part is the influencer. You know, yes, we might recognize that they're getting something from it, but we really want them to be doing this because they're wanting to help people. 
Um, you know, and unfortunately, I think influencers in general have gotten kind of a bad reputation because of people like the Kardashians. Um, you know, when I hear about a 16 year old girl who has 5 million followers on YouTube and gets paid, you know, a hundred thousand dollars for holding up lipstick. I, no, I'm not going to buy that lipstick. Um, you know, and, and so talk to us about how we can develop good relationships with influencers. Yeah, and by the way, her fans just might buy that lipstick, but that's mm-hmm. you know when you As get. I'm not her target market. I yeah. know that. <laughs> you know, there's there's someone named Charlie on TikTok who I think is 15, and out of nowhere, she's was featured on a Super Bowl commercial, right? Mm-hmm. So um, that's a celebrity. Mm-hmm. If you're on TV commercials like or right. you're on TV show, those mm-hmm. those are not you know influencers. They're mm-hmm. they're celebrities. So mm-hmm. um, really, the key thing in building the relationship, I mean, number one, are you reaching out to the right person? Right. Because if they're not aligned with your brand, mm-hmm. I've had brands. What's interesting is I've experienced from both ends of, of working with influencers mm-hmm. as well as working with brands as an influencer. Mm-hmm. And I've had brands reach out to me for some pretty irrelevant things. Like, mm-hmm. you know, all of my profile photos, I'm wearing a suit. Mm-hmm. So one, like, you know, custom suit company reached out to me, right? Will you, will you talk about us yeah. in social media? I don't talk Maybe. about mm-hmm. I don't talk but I don't talk about men's fashion and social right, media. So. Right, right. You did, just have the suit on because you're professional in your pictures. Exactly. Not on this podcast, obviously, but mm-hmm. we're all working out of our pajamas. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but but I mean, the point is that, you know, you need to pick the right person for the right, right. reason, the right audience. Because if mm-hmm. I was to publish content about men's fashion mm-hmm. to my audience, it would not go over very right. well. Right. We'd all be very confused. Exactly. So mm-hmm. you need to work, but you also need to keep a very, very open line of communication. Mm-hmm. You're, you don't want to force people into doing something they don't want to do. People have different reasons for, for what they want out of life, mm-hmm. right? So it all starts with, you know, before you even reach out to someone, of genuinely engaging with them. Are you mm-hmm. following them? Right. Have, you, have you commented, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and have they followed you back or have they commented back mm-hmm. and liked back? Because, you know, uh, Deb, you hinted at that sort of influencer conversion funnel. Mm-hmm. It is a sale. Mm-hmm. If you reached out to 100 different people, they're not all going to respond back to you. Right. I'm sorry, no matter who you are. Mm-hmm. This is a fact of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you need to be reaching out to a lot of people and you mm-hmm. want to keep the conversations as open as possible. Mm-hmm. You want to ideally build the rapport on mm-hmm. social media beforehand. And when mm-hmm. you reach out, you just want to say, hey, love your content. We're mm-hmm. both trying to help you know, your target avatar with mm-hmm. their target you know, problems with a target solution. Mm-hmm. And you know, we'd love to find a way in, in which we could work together. Don't know mm-hmm. if you collaborate with other companies, but we'd love to have a phone call. Right see what we, what we might be able to do. Mm-hmm. And, and really that's it, you know, right. from there, yes, money, you know, these people are professionals. They have to make a living. Mm-hmm. So money may be part of it, but they may say, you know what? I'd love to try out your product mm-hmm. or I'm already using your product. Can you like upgrade me? I, I don't know. Right. right? But right. Uh, yeah, there's lots of different reasons. And in fact, you said something in the book about like only 11% money is their overriding factor. Right. We have to remember that. So mm-hmm. if they're only in it for the money and if you look at their content and every day they have a post with hashtag ad, hashtag sponsored, mm-hmm. you may not want to work with them because yeah. they're, they'll work with any and every brand. Mm-hmm. And yes, it is just an advertisement. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's not what I'm talking about here, mm-hmm. but just have a very open mind mm-hmm. um, and be open for any type of collaboration. I guarantee you, once you start talking to these people, because they know your market, mm-hmm. you're going to get a lot of great ideas. Right. They right. may say, you know what, have you thought about developing mm-hmm. this product or... Mm-hmm doing that or what have you. Right. Yeah. And you mentioned starting slow. You know, it might be something along the lines of you see that they posted about your product, you know, and, and, and 
we all know we should be monitoring online what people are saying about us. So, you know, and, and for those of you who aren't, shame, shame, um, you know, and, and, but you should be paying attention. And it doesn't matter who it is. But you know, if you see someone who is a potential influencer who, you know, says something about your, your product or your service, just respond in the comments, hey, thanks for the shout out. Let us know the next time you're coming in or, you know, whatever it is. Just an appropriate little quip that, that you would say. And, and maybe it's something that you should be saying to every person. You know, doesn't matter if they're the, the, the million followers or the one follower. You know, if somebody says something nice about you online, acknowledge it. Hey, thanks. You know, and, and then maybe it goes from there because it, it, I talk about this all the time. You never know who people know. You know, it might be that, that it's, you know, somebody who, who, you know, is, is, you know, you're thinking, yeah, but who do they know, you know, or who might they be associated with all those things. So if you impress them, then they're going to say, oh, hey, Neil, you know, you might want to check this out. <laughs> yep, Absolutely. You know, and, and again, start slow, you know, don't, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you know, and, and, and you know, you might reshare, retweet, re-whatever what they said, but again, are you doing that for many people? Because influencers are smart people. You know, they're, they're going to look at it and go, okay, they only retweeted what I said, you know, or they're going to go, oh, wow, you know, this, this is a company that appreciates the, their fans. Yep. And every fan has the potential to be an influencer. So, mm-hmm. you know, just by offering them, Hey, next time you shop online or come to our store, here's a 20% off discount or 50% off. And then you can see those that actually convert on that and go, okay, they really are our customers. Mm-hmm. And then you can go from there. So there's a lot of different ways to sort of, you know, structure it. Mm-hmm. But the key is that you, you know, when people talk about you, there's genuine opportunities to develop relationship from that. And some of the people talking about you in social media might just be influencers. You know, in, uh, I talk a little bit about it in the book, but there's this 99 one mm-hmm. uh, model for like internet users, right? Mm-hmm. So 90% of the people out there are lurkers. They just read everybody else's right. posts, but they don't post. Mm-hmm. 9% actually, you know, comment, engage. Then you have like 1% content right. creators. So mm-hmm. when you are seeing people talk about your brand, they're the mm-hmm. top 10%. Mm-hmm. Of all the types of users that they right. are special, mm-hmm. don't, don't take them for granted. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And again, it can be the person that's got 10 followers or 10 million. Um, you never know. And, and of course, we now we get excited when the names, you know, or you know, somebody like that, when they, they comment on either a personal thing or a business thing. And that's great. But, you know, I, you know again, we don't know who is, is the, the person we need to reach. Yeah. And I, you know, I've seen some accounts that don't have that many followers, mm-hmm. but it's like, oh, you, you, you're, you write for Associated Press. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's schedule a phone call. You, know? right. Right. you just don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and, or maybe it's, you know, that, that they're the sibling of somebody who writes for Associated Press or, or whatever, um, you know, and, and I mean, part of this just comes back to having good social manners, maybe is the way if somebody says something nice, say thank you. <laughs> Doesn't matter who they are, just say thank you. And to be honest, folks, you got a lot of extra time right now. You know? So yeah. if somebody is saying something, then, you know, take the time to acknowledge it. Um, and then when things are ramping way back up, you know, don't forget, keep up with those practices. And that's going to be what will be interesting is to see, you know, are people, you know, are they still following some of these guidelines? Yeah. And really, you know, to put it all into perspective, so as a small business owner, entrepreneur, you're, you're probably trying to like create content, like blog mm-hmm. content, you know, maybe like once a week, what have you. Mm-hmm. If you're 
trying to publish content on social media every day, mm-hmm. and you're looking at all the engagements and the app mentions mm-hmm. and the LinkedIn messages, what have you, every day. This is just another component, right? Mm-hmm. Every day, we're building a pool mm-hmm. of people that we can reach out to. Right. You can call them brand ambassadors. You can call them friends, whatever mm-hmm. you want. But they have some notion of having some digital influence. Mm-hmm. Every day, you know, can we can we bring new people in this pool? Can mm-hmm. we further develop those relationships? Can we do something with them? Mm-hmm. And that's really what I'm talking about here. And that, you know, th- that is where influencer marketing becomes part of a daily routine for mm-hmm. all of you. Right. And I think, you know, some of you are probably already doing this without you even realizing it. But now mm-hmm. it's time to sort of, hey, 15 minutes a day doing this. Let's 15 mm-hmm. minutes a day. Let's invest in those relationships. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and now we're probably like a lot of businesses, you're not spending a lot on advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, you might be, but a lot of companies have obviously put a pause on a lot right. of the mm-hmm. But but you know, the influencer part is something that you can invest in and it doesn't mm-hmm. require money, it just requires mm-hmm. time. You know, it might require money at the back end if, if there is right. a monetary component, mm-hmm. but compare that money and time spent with the advertising. I guarantee mm-hmm. you'll probably spend less money than those ads mm-hmm. and right. you might get bigger impact. And you know what? As Deb, you hinted at, and I talk about it in the book, you want to convert these people into becoming your brand advocates because mm-hmm. if you build long-term relationships, they will talk about you in social media without your having to ask them. Right. And that's really what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and it is about those long-term relationships. Um, you know, we've all seen things where somebody talks about something once and then never again. You know, and then it's pretty clear, okay, there was a reason they did. Um, you know, or they didn't like it. You know, and, and then that's a totally different thing that, that you need to be doing. But yeah, it is about just kind of watching it, managing it, going through it. And, you know, and, and, and that's, that can be a chore. I mean, you know, if you are a product or a service that, you know, it is popular, I mean, you might have to have a person or people or an agency or a department or whatever that's keeping track of all of this. But it will be worth it um, because it's exactly as you mentioned, it's that word of mouth. You know, we, we can see 15 ads for a restaurant, you know, in a, in a variety of places, whether it's, you know, print, billboard, online, all these things that say, this restaurant is great, eat here. But we see one Yelp review that says, this is not a good place. And we're like, yep, yeah, can't go there. <laughs> or if a friend of ours posts on social media and said, oh my God, they had the best brisket I've ever had. That's the next place you go to. So it's, it is word of mouth, which is, is so critical in, in all of this. And that costs you nothing. You know, now, should you reach out to them and say thank you? Yes. <laughs> That's what drives me nuts about Yelp and things like that is when the business never responds. I mean, even if they're not offering anything, hello, folks, respond and say thank you. Yeah, great. You're, you're speaking my language, Deb. I know you've read the book, but you know, a lot of this also taps into stuff that business owners have, have always known mm-hmm. and have always felt. It, it's right. intuition. Mm-hmm. And when you just put it together strategically mm-hmm. and with more and more people, you know, mm-hmm. publishing content on social media and building up followings, it's, it's a prime time to now mm-hmm. just formalize it, put a structure into it mm-hmm. and start that daily process of slowly building that pool mm-hmm. of these people that hopefully become brand ambassadors. Right. So now one of the types of, of brand ambassadors, influencers, whatever you know, your chosen word is, employees. You know, and, and that's a tricky subject. But should we be wanting our employees to, to be talking about us? Yeah, you know, it's funny. So when I wrote that chapter, uh, I had someone at my publisher say, there are companies where they're not allowed right. to share 
mm-hmm. information about their company on social media. In fact, mm-hmm. once when I taught in Ireland, we had a Facebook employee from um, Facebook UK there. Mm-hmm. And he said that they cannot write an Amazon review for Facebook portal, no matter how much they love the product. Like wow. they, they, they are not allowed. And there mm-hmm. are other, my editor brought up, I think Netflix, I think the employees mm-hmm. can't mm-hmm. mention Netflix and social media. So right. I do realize we're talking like really big enterprise mm-hmm. companies there, but I do realize that some companies do have very, very stringent legal mm-hmm. restrictions. But I also realize that people are people and you talking about where you work mm-hmm. is a natural thing, right? Mm-hmm. Th- there's no law against that. Um, right. So you can try, you can put it in your HR policies, but yeah, unless you're saying something bad, usually they're not going to come after you. Right. I mean, you don't want to leak. You're not leaking confidential secrets. Right. Like, you know, I think there was on, on right. LinkedIn, someone found out the name of Microsoft Vista mm-hmm. a year before it was announced. Because oh some, yeah, yeah, pure illegal things. No, no, people. No, yeah. no, no they, slander. No libel. No insider trading. None of that. No. <laughs> they updated their profile to like you know secret Vista project or whatever. Right. So yeah, you don't, <laughs> don't want to do that stuff. But what we're right. talking about here is collaboration. And Mm -hmm. what is really interesting is since I've written the book, Deb, my op sort of evolved and the industry has evolved. Mm -hmm. And really, you know, it's not about just your employees sharing your content. Mm -hmm. It's about making them part of your content, right? Right. It's about, you know, hey, we have a great photographer on Mm -hmm. staff, or we have a great videographer that works Mm -hmm. with us, or we already have people that love, that that work for us, that love our product. They're already talking about it in social Mm -hmm. media. Yes, that might be the case with, Mm -hmm. with some of your companies. And if it's not, maybe they want to talk about your product, but they're afraid that they're going to get their mm-hmm. wrist slapped. Mm-hmm. So it's, yes, you can put something in your employee contract, you mm-hmm. know, NDA, I'm sure you already have that stuff, like you have for using a cell phone during work time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it's just common sense. It's just right. having to sit down, creating mm-hmm. some guidelines, real simple. And, you know, we'd, we'd love if you talked about us. And, and you know what, if you want to be part of our social media program, you know, come, come meet with us. Mm-hmm. Let's have a talk. And, mm-hmm. you know, just for, for content creation, because they know your brand and they can provide a different mm-hmm. perspective, there's immense value just there. Right, right. You know, and if your employees won't say good things about you, you have totally different problems. Amen. <laughs> you know? Amen. I mean, let's, let's just be honest. If, if they're not going to say, hey, I'd eat here, even if I wasn't an employee, then, yeah, you've got a different problem. In some of these programs, it used to be called employee advocacy, and some people mm-hmm. still use that term. And it's been around for a few years, and it, you know, there's been a lot of failures. And I think the failure is because the administrators treated their employees as if, okay, they're just they're going to join the program, and then just they're just going to share all of our tweets, and mm-hmm. they're just going to spam right. the networks. And I will tell about, you what to say. Exactly, we're talking about collaboration. Mm-hmm. Just as you would reach out to one of your fans or customers, if you treat your employees the same mm-hmm. way in the same spirit, it is just a completely different mm-hmm. story. Right. Now, one of the things, and okay, so for those who know me, know that I'm real type A. And it's funny that I went into public relations more than advertising because advertising, you, you know, whatever you do, this is, you've paid for it to be this, that's what comes out. PR, it's like, ah, we're going to take a little of this paragraph and a little of this paragraph and we're going to put in what we want. Um, But I still am really type A. And so, you know, as, as I'm looking at all this, I'm thinking, how do you manage an influencer? What if they say something bad? You know, all of these various things. And, and you talk about that a lot in your book because, you know, it, it is something, you know, it's it, it, formal agreements, informal agreement. Do you pay them? Do you not? I mean, what if they say something bad? What if, more importantly, what if they do something that is contrary to your brand? I mean, you know, it, it, I love this example and I've never heard this, that, you know, Michael Jordan, 
clearly, you know, was, was tied to Nike, right? Nike? Yes. Very close. All of a sudden I had Adidas stuck in my brain, but, um, but yeah, so Michael Jordan clearly, clearly, clearly tied very closely to Nike. He goes, he participates in the Olympics and Reebok is the sponsor. And of course, you know, there's Reebok's logo on, on everything. And then they go to, you know, for the, 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 the medal um, recognition and he drapes a flag across the logo. He's not in any way disrespecting Reebok. He, but he is respecting Nike. Um, you know, and, and so, but we have things where, you know, what if, if, you know, he had been going, look, Reebok, look, 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 um, you know, and, and Nike's going, wait a minute, what the heck, where are, you know, so, you know, managing influencers, I mean, how do you go about doing that? Yeah, so I think part of the problem is if you don't pick the right people to begin with, mm-hmm. so if your content- Like I said, research, folks, research. Yeah, if, <laughs> and I'm sure your PR background, Deb, worked, you know, I, I find that a lot of PR professionals, they can convert what they've done in PR to influencer marketing because it's one-to-one, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a one-to-many like most marketers. Right. And it requires time to develop relationships. Mm-hmm. It's not a, you know, you, you, switch, you put the switch on and all of a sudden you have all these influencers mm-hmm. working. So it comes down just like you would manage people in, in, in PR. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it starts with picking the right person. And mm-hmm. you know, just imagine if your content was published in their stream, would it be aligned with your brand, with your culture? Mm-hmm. Because we've had instances, there was a, a gentleman named Logan Paul, a YouTuber, mm-hmm. a lot of brands work with. And then the guy goes to Japan and he goes into a forest that's famous for suicides. And there was actually someone that just committed suicide. And he shows this. Oh, post. this is just like a year ago. You do a search mm-hmm. for Logan Paul mm-hmm. and suicide forest. Mm-hmm. And yes, um, YouTube banned them. And mm-hmm. uh, every single brand said, we no longer want to work with you. Right. So, mm-hmm. They thought we want to work with like a young mm-hmm. millennial that has a lot of YouTube followers mm-hmm. and Instagram followers. And it's a great influencer, but mm-hmm. everybody has their own way of spinning things. Mm-hmm. And they talk about, so just make sure they're already not talking about stuff that might be a little mm-hmm. bit controversial. Right. That, you don't want to be associated mm-hmm. with. So mm-hmm. that's the first thing. So the second thing is, yes, it is okay to have contracts with influencers. Mm-hmm. I would keep them simple, mm-hmm. but most brands, most large brands or most large agencies will have a contract in place. Do a search for influencer contract template. Okay. There's tons of free ones out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would just say, keep it simple. These are our expectations. This is what you promised to do. Mm-hmm. Right. If, if it's that sort of a relationship mm-hmm. and, um, and yes, it, you know, it, it, it does become enforceable. The number mm-hmm. three is you can have relationships based on what you're asking them to do before you post it. Mm-hmm. Can we review it mm-hmm. just to make sure there's nothing mm-hmm. that would strike us wrong? And Wait. you know, if an influencer is truly working on behalf of your company, mm-hmm. especially if they like, and know, and trust you, I don't think they would have a problem with that. Right. And I think it's the way you spin it. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's not. I'm I'm the overseer, and I must see yes. every word you're writing. Yeah, you want to be able to potentially add additional value, mm-hmm. and and just want to make sure that what you talk about is you know that we have all the features you talk about about our product, whatever it is, right? Yeah, so price is right. I mean, whatever it is, mm-hmm. that is something that you could also do if mm-hmm. if you're freaked out about. It. I think after you do a few iterations, you may not mm-hmm. need to do that per se. Mm-hmm. But yes, and you can provide them sample paragraphs of text. Mm-hmm. You can provide them sample images. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the idea of working with an influencer is that they are a content creator. They're good mm-hmm. at what they do. They're, you know, they're good at describing things or mm-hmm. taking 
photos or videos. So you shouldn't want to do that. And then after they do it, you would sort of want to keep track, you know, mm-hmm. Hey, did they post every, you know, please. Right. Um, Cause you might want to be sharing it too. Yes. Please tag us. Mm-hmm. That, and that's when you write the contract, mm-hmm. every time you talk about us, you must tag us. Right. And yes, there are FTC guidelines. So they should mm-hmm. be using hashtag ad mm-hmm. if there was a monetary you know, component. Okay, because I had wondered that, you know, like I said, I see something on TV, I assume they were paid. But if it's a, you know, something somewhere else, they, you know, do they have to disclose that they were paid? Yeah, and and they do. And the FTC is pretty clear about that. I mean, they're even pretty clear about affiliate links, which not everybody does. Some do more clearly than others. But yes, they they need to disclose that relationship. Mm -hmm. You as a business cannot expect them to do it unless you unless you plainly say we need you to do this. So, um, so yeah, once you have the tag, you will know every time they talk about you, or at least mm-hmm. when they want you to know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you can monitor from there. Um, I don't think you need to go anything above and beyond that. And I would have regular talks, you know, maybe every three months. Right. This is this is sort of our Q2 plans. Mm-hmm. We have a new product coming out, or we have this or that. We'd love if you could talk about this, mm-hmm. or maybe we can collaborate on that. Um, yeah, and you want to keep in touch. Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen, Deb, over time is some influencers are going to perform better than others. Right. Some will not live up to their contract. Mm-hmm. They got busy with other brands. Mm-hmm. They got busy with work because this was a side hustle. Right. Not- For many people, it's a side hustle. Yes. But there are going to be some that, you know, it's the 80-20 rule, right? Mm-hmm. So keep working with the 20% of influencers that drive 80% mm-hmm. of the impact, but always find new people. And maybe mm-hmm. the other people, you're not going to like delete them, but you're just not going to work with them as mm-hmm. often. Right. right? Maybe and when it comes time for the contract to renew, you bid them adieu. Exactly. Do, so do oh, a 12 month contract mm-hmm. would be, you know, renewable every 12 months if both mm-hmm. parties agree. Mm-hmm. And like I said, keep, I, you know, I've seen, I've had a brand send me a contract that was like 20 pages. They wanted me to like, you know, yeah. indemnify them. It's like, look, you're approving of this content, right? Mm-hmm. Don't, don't scare me into this. Mm-hmm. Right. Make it pretty simple because it should mm-hmm. be simple. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not like I'm giving away company secrets here because I don't have access to them. Right. You know, and I mean, it, it probably should include things like you're not, you're not going to have, you know, you're not going to also be posting for competitors. Well, that's um, an interesting one. A lot of brands will request mm-hmm. exclusivity. So that yes. is something you could request. Now, some, mm-hmm. if they already say in the profile, they're a brand ambassador for your competitor, mm-hmm. don't reach out to them. Right. Oh, yeah. If it were to work mm-hmm. for you, then that is not a good sign. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you can request exclusivity. Mm-hmm. It's, it's negotiation, right? Mm-hmm. It's right. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, say somebody's, you know, the, the local mayor and, you know, you're the restaurant. I mean, you know, telling them you're not going to talk about any other restaurant is probably overreaching. Telling them not to talk about any other Italian restaurant is probably doable. And I mean, if, if you really want exclusivity, you really want to offer them something special as well. Right. Yeah. So exclusivity costs. Card, yeah. Mm-hmm. A $10 Amazon gift card does not buy exclusivity by any no. means. So. No. Yeah. And, and unless it's somebody who's just starting out and then they might go, okay, well, next year I need a $20 Amazon gift card. Maybe, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. Good yeah. point. Yeah. You know, and, and I, it, uh, the big thing is it's all about communication, you know, and, and keeping in touch with them because they want to be providing great information too. You know, they, they certainly don't want to be saying, hey, this is a great product. Its features are blah, 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 blah. And they're not because then they look like the idiot. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, just keeping in communication with them. And again, it doesn't matter, you know, person with 10 followers, person with 10 million, they, they want great information also. Yeah. It's, it's like some brands I work with, they'll come back and say, Neil, we have a new, we have a new product launch. We'd love it if you could share this with mm-hmm. your community. Um, and depending on the relationship, mm-hmm. I'll do that for free. If right. we already have a great relationship in place, mm-hmm. they're already compensating me in different ways. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I want to help them. Right. Um, mm-hmm. 
because they've helped me. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it comes down to communication, but it also mm-hmm. comes down to relationships right. and investments in people, right? Mm-hmm. It's all about people. Social media is ruled by people, mm-hmm. not by logos and brands. Right. So it's, it's, you know, this taps into, we've had concepts like relationship marketing and mm-hmm. it, it sort of taps into all those networking concepts that as mm-hmm. business owners and entrepreneurs, we've learned, you know, for decades. Um, it's just putting that program in place and recognizing that, that digital influence, it, the impact it can have, even with someone with as small as, you know, a thousand or 500 followers. Right. Right. You know, and it's continually changing. Um, you know, TikTok, great example. Yeah. Um, you know, a year ago, year ago, right? It didn't exist. And now it's pretty big. Like you said, there was a Super Bowl commercial. Um, yeah. you know, YouTube influencers. I'm just dumbfounded at YouTube influencers. Um, there was a commercial on last night, uh, and you know, we mentioned that we're we're recording this during the pandemic. And so this was a commercial, and I honestly don't know who it was for. Or if it was just kind of a general, you know, which that's not a good ad if you're not sure who it was for. But, um, but it was, you know, they were doing the hashtag we are together in this or whatever. I mean, you know, it was, it was a, a show of support. These were all YouTube influencers. Took me a while to figure that out. Be, but, you know, but they all had their YouTube. That was how I figured it out. They had their YouTube channel at the bottom. Yeah. I didn't know a single one of them. Now, granted, I'm old enough for every one of them to be their parent. And in some cases, their grandparent, um, you know, and, and so clearly I'm, you know, that's, it didn't matter to me that, you know, this, this person, and it was funny because my husband said, who on earth were all of those people? I said, that's all right. They, you know, um, but it was interesting because it was running during a program that I would have thought the demographics wouldn't have matched that, you know, you weren't having a bunch of, you know, young millennials or whatever the group is that's younger than them even watching this. Um, so that, that comes back to this whole thing of picking your market right. I mean, yeah. you know, I could pick one of those YouTubers to be my influencer, but people that are going to buy from me don't have a clue who they are. Exactly. But, you know, it's really funny because when people think of YouTubers, that's the impression. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the, uh, the companies that's done really good with this brand ambassador type of program is Quicken. And mm-hmm. Quicken, for those of you who don't know, mm-hmm. um, you know, QuickBooks. Right, um, right. Into it, not quite into mm-hmm. it, but yeah, QuickBooks, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I use QuickBooks, and I know that a lot of small business owners use them as well. Mm-hmm. And they have an ambassador community of mm-hmm. a few hundred people. Mm-hmm. And a few hundred people are mainly, obviously, you know, CPAs, financial advisors. Mm-hmm. And they give, you know, they, they do events locally. Mm-hmm. So they are the voice of Intuit mm-hmm. in their communities. And mm-hmm. they influence, you know, tens of thousands of people every year. And so I show this, pres- I show this, you know, I-, I talk about the program. I'm like, guess what? Look at who one of these people are. Mm-hmm. It's a CPA who has more than 300,000 YouTube subscribers. Whoa. A QuickBooks tutorial video that he published a year ago already has 700,000 views. So this just taps into the fact that digital influence is everywhere. Mm-hmm. I worked with FedEx recently mm-hmm. as an influencer. Mm-hmm. Guess what platform they wanted me to publish on? LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's... It's not just Instagram. It's not just YouTube. It's not just millennials, right? And you would be, it's, it's quite eye-opening when you do searches in YouTube for B2B or professional things. Mm-hmm. There's incredible influencers right. out there that are ripe to work mm-hmm. with. You oh. know what? 99% of business hasn't figured this out. Mm-hmm. You have a competitive advantage if you reach them and work mm-hmm. with them first. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and it's funny because YouTube if, is one of my first resources that I go to. Um, I just bought my mom a Kindle. Um, because she has a lot of trouble reading, and I know that I can make the font, you know, gigantic on Kindle. But 
you know, it was like, okay, I need to set this up fast. I don't want to, you know, do all. And so what do I do? I go to YouTube. Um, you know, there's no correlation between the two. It's not like Amazon owns YouTube. So, you know, and, and, but part of the reason was I knew that I would see videos on YouTube that showed the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> you know, don't do this, you know, and, and things like that. And, and yeah, I mean, YouTube really is, you know, and you, you hear about people, you know, they change in their oil, they go to YouTube, you know, whatever it is, they go to YouTube. So, you know, why not be, you know, somebody who's, who's looking for an influencer there? Yeah. Now you may not want to partner. I mean, you were just looking for information, right? But right. Mm-hmm. you were looking to partner if you're Barnes and Noble and you're trying to sell more of your Nook device. Mm-hmm someone that's great that like the most popular video on how to set up a Kindle right and you want to get the word out about Nook you may want to reach out to that person as an influence right right yeah because especially if they have not if they have no relationship with the other you know and and but that's where it is tricky you know do you want to swoop in to you know to somebody who is has been promoting your competitor and you know we talked about Michael Jordan I mean you know I'm sure that Adidas and Reebok over the course of you know all these years that that Michael Jordan has has worked with Nike, have said, "Hey, come come to us, Michael." And you know that there has been huge money, obviously, that has been offered, and you know his personal sense of loyalty has said no. But you know, and and yes, he's compensated. We're not going to you know ignore that fact. But you know, there are times where it is you you do go after your competitors or you know your your competitors' spokespeople or influencers. Um, you know, you just have to to. To be thinking, okay, I bought the, it's kind of like, you know, the, the, are you, we talked about, you know, that it's, this is a marriage. It's a long-term relationship. Are you going to go after somebody else's spouse? Because then they're going to go after somebody else too. And, you know, you bring up a really great point, Deb, that I probably should talk more about in the book, which is about loyalty. Mm -hmm. When you build this great Mm win-win relationship, they will, most people are loyal in those relationships, Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So you, you know, it's all about that. It's, it's, it can't mm-hmm. be a one, one side of relationships are not going to work, whether they're in, in, in life mm-hmm. or with influencers. Yeah. So if, are, if all you have done is paid them, then they very well may go to somebody who pays them more. Yeah. Or the next customer they get. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's why it's not that mm-hmm. one night stand analogy right. that I use in the book. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, you know what people, it's common sense, but mm-hmm. um, you know, truly work with these people with an open heart and collaborate and find that win-win relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's where the magic happens. And, you know, one of the things I point out in the book that a lot of companies and, you know, these days, a lot of social media for, for small businesses is just Facebook ads or Twitter ads or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And, you know, when you turn off that ad, it's done. Mm-hmm. But when you work with influencers, that content that they've created survives, mm-hmm. right. survives forever. Oh um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where that long-term you get that ROI mm-hmm. that, you know, doubles, triples, mm-hmm. quadruples what you might have gotten from a very, very short-term campaign because when it's off, nobody's talking about you anymore. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, we've only got about five minutes left. Um, and, and it's funny because, like I said, I dog-eared these pages. And so, and, and again, folks, all I got was the book. There's been no financial compensation. Um, you know, and, and actually, I ask any of my guests who are authors, if they want me to talk about the book, they need to provide me with a copy of the book. I'm not psychic. Um, you know, and, and Neil's people were very gracious to, to send me the book. But I want to, and there's no way we can talk about this one in the, in the final five minutes. But I want to bring it up because you talk about 16 different ways to collaborate with influencers. And I love it because, of course, this, uh-oh, because I fling things. 
is one of them. I mean, you know, there are people that, you know, but there's so many other ways. So you hit on a couple, you know, in, in the, the couple minutes that we've got left of ways, that, because let's be honest, we're talking to small business owners. We're talking to people who have budgets that are, especially after the pandemic, they're in the hole. Yeah. You know, and, and so how can we work with influencers when we cannot make the little cash register ring for them? So one of the easiest ways, and it's exactly what I did with you, Deb, is to provide free product. Provide free product in hopes that if they found it recommendable mm-hmm. or if they liked it, they would share it on social media. Mm-hmm. And, and there are people that are, there's a lot of people doing that right now. Right. There are people that would love to do that. Mm-hmm. So that is one of the easiest things you can do. Mm-hmm. It, it's just the cost of product and shipping. But if mm-hmm. you want to incite more word of mouth, you need to get your product. I need to get my book in a lot more people's hands. Mm-hmm. Otherwise that doesn't happen. Right. That's the first step. And mm-hmm. that's one of the easiest sorts of things you can do with influence. Mm-hmm. Another really easy thing to do is we've always had affiliate marketing. And mm-hmm. for those of you that don't know, it's working right. with people that have digital influence, mm-hmm. influencers. Mm-hmm. And hey, you know, if you share this, you get a commission. But mm-hmm. with influencers and influencer marketing, we want to go above and beyond that mm-hmm. because there are influencers who will share your links. But when you provide a benefit to their community, in addition to that, mm-hmm. a, a discount code that's specific to the influencer, this is right. obviously going to be more relevant for e-commerce companies mm-hmm. out there. But you know, then it's like, hey, not only am I recommending this product, but they have agreed to give my community 40% off your first order mm-hmm. just by using the code, you know, my influencer name. Mm-hmm. And that's a very, very powerful way of taking affiliate marketing mm-hmm. up a notch when you work with influencers. Right. And really, because then it's a win, win, win mm-hmm. for you, the influence and their community. And that's mm-hmm. really what you want to get out. So those mm-hmm. are two easy ways with zero marketing budget. Right. I mean, yes, it, it, hey, mm-hmm. you know, Henry Ford said, you know, um, you, you need to, you need to, you need to spend money to make money. Like mm-hmm. money is not made without spending money. And right. I believe that is the case, right? Mm-hmm. But instead of like throwing money at Facebook, mm-hmm. you are actually giving product, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it, and, or you're developing this relationship where you're giving a discount, but you're getting additional sales for that. Mm-hmm. So either way, I think it's very, very low cost, mm-hmm. very, very potentially high ROI. Um, and those are the things that I would look at, especially for that first one of inciting word of mouth. Mm-hmm. It could go, hey, you know, um, you could pay someone, but you're not paying someone to amplify the content. You're paying mm-hmm. someone to create content that then in the contract you can reuse. Mm-hmm. You can reuse right. that content for your ads on your website. Mm-hmm. And then someone comes to your product page and they see an Instagram post from someone that's recommending you. Mm-hmm. And it, it just it speaks much better than an advertisement or any ad copy that right. you can create, right? right? And that's what savvy companies mm-hmm. are doing. It's, it's really about the content and the mm-hmm. collaboration not necessarily that amplification. Right. And let them know, you know, if you have reshared their content and 500 people clicked on that affiliate link, let them know. I mean, because they're going to think, wow, because they know their own metrics. But when you let them know, okay, here's, here's, you know, here's how you benefited us. We're, and obviously you're saying thank you, um, you know, and, and things like that, but let them know because they don't want to be doing this just to have it go off in the never, never land. You know, and, 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 and I think that's what a lot of us think we post. And because of the 90% lurker factor, we always wonder, is there anybody out there that's paying any attention? And influencers are like that too. They want to know that what they're doing, what they're saying is making a difference, is helping, is doing whatever their goal is. And so even if it's, you know, Hey, I help Neil sell some books. I want to know that I help Neil sell some books. 
Absolutely. And, um, you know, when you do like, well, we'll pay your commission, you know, 90 day payment terms, that, that that's not good for anyone, right? No. You really want to collaborate, mm-hmm. give them what they're worth, mm-hmm. um, pay them, give them that, that right. data, mm-hmm. let them know because yeah, mm-hmm. you're going to get data they don't have access to, right? Mm-hmm. Now they may put like a bit.ly link and they know the number of clicks, mm-hmm. but they don't know the conversions and that's mm-hmm. information, you know, right. open with that data. And you know what? They may say, let's do this again, even mm-hmm. before you ask them to. Yep. Yeah. Or they might say, you know what, we've been wasting our time. Yeah. Or, or it's, you know, as we've said, it's part of a marketing thing. So they go, okay, well, we didn't have the message right. What do we need to do to work with you to, to get the message better? Um, you know, it, it comes, it's, it is a team project. Everybody wants it to work and wants it to be successful. Absolutely. And, you know, that's why you want to be long-term. Mm-hmm. You want to work with multiple people because 10 different people are going to get you 10 different results, mm-hmm. right? Right. And that's where it gets really, really, and then you got the 80, 20 rule, what have you. That's mm-hmm. when it gets really into, once you have some data of working with influencers, mm-hmm. that's where you really start to rev up that mm-hmm. ROI. Right. I love it. Well, good gosh, Neil, we are at the top of the hour already. Time flies. <laughs> and, and I know, and I still have six, seven things that are, oh, that are dog-eared, um, you know, and, and so that just means that we have to talk to you again, because I think this is something that, you know, is, is obviously a very important topic. Um, you know, I think more and more people are figuring out they need to be doing it, but then they're thinking, I have no idea how to be doing it. So this is, is great. So, you know, obviously they can go and they can buy your book and I'll be honest, folks, the link on the business power, hour page is an Amazon affiliate link disclosure, disclosure, <laughs> but you can just go to Amazon directly. I mean, you know, that's fine, but it's called the age of influence. Let me hold it up here to the camera where it can actually focus on it. The power of influencers to elevate your brand. So for those of you who are just listening, it's the age of influence and the power of influence to elevate your brand. It can be found on everywhere. Um, but, but yeah, so, uh, you know, tell us though, Neil, how do people find you and connect with you? Well, before that, I just want to say, you know, and I use affiliate links as well. And for those of you that don't know or sort of cringe at that word, you know, what is one hour's of Deb's time worth for her business? Or if you were going to consult privately with Deb for an hour, that's worth a lot of money, right? Um, She probably has a podcast editor that has to go through Mm -hmm. and edit these things. There are hosting fees Mm -hmm. that she has to pay to host So there are costs as much fun as I have, (laughs) there are still costs that are involved with this. I always say those little affiliate links, they help Mm -hmm. pay for the overhead. They Mm -hmm. help keep the lights on. I hope you'll, I hope you'll respect and support Deb. So, um, yeah, so I am Neil Schaefer, uh, N-E-A-L-S-C-H-A-F-F-E-R, everywhere on social media, my website. I do have my own podcast called Maximize Your Social Influence. If you want to learn more about this concept of digital influence and Mm -hmm and how to leverage it. Um, and then, you know, I, I have my book, The Age of Influence. And, and through uh, those three things, I think you'll be uh, easiest to connect with me. Perfect. I love it. Well, do you have any final thoughts for everyone? No, I think that, you know, invest, you're not going to go wrong when you invest in relationships. Mm-hmm. And, you know, two things, a lot of small business owners say, obviously, you know, uh, word of mouth is what generates business. But you know what? Business is so relationship driven. Mm-hmm. You know, Deb, when I look at my agency clients, my long lasting agency clients, they've all come from relationships, mm-hmm. introductions from friends, what have you. So at the end of the day, yes, it comes down to relationships. And um, like I said, you know, I think we're still going to be in this pandemic in mm-hmm. May for sure. Right. So take the time now mm-hmm. to invest in those relationships and you're going to reap dividends. Right. You know, obviously when the pandemic is over mm-hmm. and even during the pandemic, mm-hmm. I think 
it's going to, uh, it's going to enlighten you in many ways. Definitely. I love it. Well, I am Deb Creer. I've been having an absolutely wonderful time talking again with Neil Schaefer. Can't wait to do it again. But until then, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.